your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Hawkeye Nation, to a Tuesday morning episode of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast, your daily podcast covering your Iowa Hawkeyes on the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, I am your host, Andrew Wade, and we have a very exciting episode today. We are joined by Locked On Spartans host, Matt Sheehan, to talk about tonight's game, Iowa versus Michigan State. I know there was a very big game last night, Iowa versus Indiana. I am pre-recording this. I will break down the Iowa-Indiana game, hopefully, in a Locked On Now, a quick little hitter video you can uh, watch on YouTube and also on tomorrow's episode of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. But with that being said, I want to first thank you all for making the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast your first listen every single day. You can find the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast for free wherever you get podcasts at and also on YouTube by searching Locked On Hawkeyes. With that being said, let's turn to our full episode with Matt Sheehan covering tonight's game, Iowa versus Michigan State, our ranked Iowa Hawkeyes versus Michigan State. Hey, y'all. It is Andrew Wade of Locked On Hawkeyes and Matt Sheehan of Locked On Spartans. We are back. I know it's the duo you always want and need. Matt, it is great to be back, man. It has been way too long. I think since – when was the last time we actually recorded? Was it like early August or was it mid-football season? Mid-football season, we did it during the bye week. And, yeah. Oh, it was right. Yeah, because we had the same yeah. bye week. Yeah, yeah. Because Iowa yeah. was coming off the Penn State win, which was awesome. And yes. Michigan State was doing phenomenal. And then things happened after that. So it was great. Yeah, we were flying high, man. I mean, hey, yeah. solid season two for, for our squads. I mean, that's, yeah. that was that was football season. I think so. they both uh, exceeded expectations, right? You weren't expecting Michigan State to be that good. I wasn't expecting Iowa to, no. to do that well or even be number two in the nation at any given point in the season. So sure. I'll take it. <laughs> no, 100%. And, like, I, I was screaming myself blue in the face. Like, if they make the tax layer bowl – we're, we're throwing a parade on Grand River over here in East Lansing. Like the fact that Peach Bowl champs, like, oh, just run me over with a car. Let, let's go. That's that's all I had to see. This I'm I'm a very happy person. So yeah, great. Good deal. On our, uh, yeah. And I, I can't say you're very happy about basketball, right? I mean, I, I feel like you're probably say, not let's talk about basketball. basketball. <laughs> yeah, let's. Uh, I mean, because for me, I mean, I'm 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 basically the same way. As I don't expect Iowa to do amazing things, but I was like, as long as we get to the tournament, we're good. We're on pace to do that. Um, but I'm not a Michigan state person. Right. So I don't understand what it's like to always have expectations of potentially a final four yeah. or an elite eight. So um, what's going on, man? Are you okay? No, I haven't been okay in quite some time <laughs> years, actually. Um, no, actually. So today I, I get a, a phone call from my mother and she says, and this is a true story. Um, Matt, I'm sorry to say, but we we're saying goodbye to your childhood dog. 19 years. She, she almost gave us 19 years, a few months shy of 19 years. You're and Andrew, on the tell- show today. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm great because let me tell you, um, this wasn't the, the even the saddest moment regarding specimens that are around 19 years of age. As MSU once again just fell at or no against Iowa or Illinois rather. See, I'm all out of sorts. That's how much the game screwed me up yesterday. That uh, it wasn't even the most depressing part of the weekend getting that call because like Michigan State is just on a downward slide. Man, they started this year so good. Right. I mean, top 10. OK, this is looking OK, which was a surprise because Michigan State was ranked 26th in the preseason AP poll. If they went back, they were the next team to get yeah. votes, which is, you know, like four seed, five seed, maybe six seed in the tournament. OK, so now now we're punching above our weight class. We're looking good. But also the secret here, we had a really, really I mean, I mean, really easy start to Big Ten play. Like we had a Mickey Mouse schedule. 
And then it gets a little tougher. Okay, we start dropping some games here and there. Now we're starting to look like that number 26 ranked team that everyone kind of expected that we were going to be. But now, okay, I think it's losing four of the last five, if I'm not mistaken. And now we're falling behind schedule. Now we're starting to look like a seven seed, or dare I say an eight seed. And this could turn into a nine seed because Michigan State's rest of the year, the last five games, I don't see a single picnic amongst them except for senior night against Maryland. But, hey, still, we beat Maryland at the buzzer at their place, so even that's not an automatic win. So, Andrew, that was a long way of saying that. Uh, that was I'm, a roller I'm coaster, I'm man. Impressed. Wasn't uh, it? That's what I'm here for. Off, so. <laughs> I'm so sorry about your dog. Thank um, you. Well, how yeah. about my basketball team? You sorry for them, too, or no? Like, is that, no, that's I don't really I care. Use. I know. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I could give two craps about your sorriness <laughs> and sadness for Michigan State. Uh, honestly, I find it uh, the, the more depressing Michigan State is, the funnier you are on Twitter. So yeah, uh, isn't that great? Sorry, yeah, it's awesome. I guess, Love it. I, it's like the oh, I'm not gonna. I was about to make a comparison to Robin. That's I'm just gonna stay out of that. That was very inappropriate, Matt. I do appreciate your humor. Um, you have to, you know, yeah. you, you, you gotta find a way to, out of it somehow, and that's 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 mine by comparing uh, the the death of my childhood dog to my college basketball team that I root for, Andrew. Yeah. So that's that's the healthy way to, to yeah. <laughs> sort through things here. The Michigan State breakdowns, though, the, like over the Illinois mm. game and the Penn the Penn State game was great. Twitter was a fantastic place. Oh, yeah, if fantastic. You yeah, don't like Love Michigan it. State, but you follow Michigan State people. I would just like. I was searching for at a certain point. I'm like, what are the takes here? Like, this is fantastic. Like, this is truly <laughs> phenomenal. It was, it's sad that it's like, I don't actually hate Michigan state. Like it doesn't, I don't sure. actually hate Michigan state. Like, not like does not bother me. Right. There's teams I do uh-huh. hate Nebraska, Wisconsin, but not, not Michigan state. Okay. Um, but I was even, I was, I was really enjoying it. Uh, you did talk about losing some of the games, man. I mean, you started out with, Minnesota, Penn State, Northwestern, Nebraska, Minnesota. That is a very nice, easy it, schedule. It, it was a joke. It was a yeah. joke of a start to the Big Ten play. So, like, we were kind of living a lie there. It's like, oh, hey, we're going to be in the title chase. Are we? Because we haven't really played a tough road game yet. We haven't welcomed a tough team to the Breslin Center yet. But uh, I hold out some hope that maybe that we weren't just a, a wolf in sheep's clothes, which uh, – yeah. Is apparent that's what we are. So, but you beat Wisconsin on the road. You beat Michigan. Hey, that was fun. Michigan's an okay team. I mean, those are solid wins, right? I mean, at the end of the day, that's at least yeah. a quad one win against Wisconsin. Um, yep, that's probably it. That's your only. Well, you got Connecticut as well on a neutral court, so that's probably a quad one win. Popped Connecticut. We we uh, fought the uh, sister jeans down at Loyola very well. We beat them at the buzzer uh, back in oh god, what seems like two and a half years ago at the Bahamas. So. Like, we got some nice wins tucked away in there. And, like, there's a fine team somewhere in Michigan State. But, like, and listen, this sounds like the biggest cliche because it's it's a lazy word to use, but they're just inconsistent. But, that's like, it's just what they are. Like, they have way too many players that just play great, and then they're in study abroad the very next game. Okay, they play okay here, and then it just disappears for three games. And very rarely now these days in this recent stretch are we getting, like, two guys at the same time that are having great games. Or it's also Gabe Brown. Now, now I'm just rambling. You can stop me whenever. But, like, Gabe Brown started so hot to this year. One of the best three-point shooters, not just in the program, but in the conference. Ever since January has rolled around, he's shooting a smooth 25% from three. He was supposed to be a leader. Okay, now we're kind of settling. Okay, well, like, maybe he could just be a three and D guy. Now we're kind of missing the three part of that. And his D is just kind of iffy now. So we just have a guy now. And also, we rely a ton on Max Christie, five-star true freshman. And now the minutes are starting to wear on him because he is the highest minutes percentage on our team. And listen, the kid's talented. He's great, but 
He's also really good at defense, and I've said this a thousand times in the podcast, so I'm sorry for any State fans listening. This is your billionth time hearing this. He's really good at defense, so that means he gets assigned to like the Johnny Davises of the world during games. He gets assigned to a lot of great wing players. That adds up. It affects his offensive game, and he just really hasn't been the player that we thought that we were going to get this late in the season just because we're kind of running him into the ground because we kind of have to. So it's it's yeah. been a it's, it's been a complete – mixture a nice cocktail if you will of nonsense <laughs> as yeah. to why we've uh, fallen apart here is so. michigan state though so every like whenever i have a bracket and michigan state is an eight seed or a seven seed or nine seed i always right. put michigan state to go to like the sweet 16 or the elite eight because yeah. it just otherwise i just i got burnt one time like screw this and i started doing it and it almost always hits so like is this a I team know. that can do it again like it sounds like they have some talent they just got put together yeah, and that's the thing, right? Like, I'll, I'll talk bad about this team. Like, I'm really sour on them. Like, I'm so pessimistic right now. But, yeah, of, of course you should put them in the Sweet 16. Like, this is when yeah. they defy the odds. Like, I mean, I, I know I'll get burnt on it because I won't. I'll say, like, oh, this team's going to get ushered out against, let's call it Marquette in the first round. And, that, no, like, they'll bang out a, a run to the Elite Eight probably just because that's just what it's they annoying. do. It, it's like so you know, annoying can, yeah. as a, like an opposing fan. Like it's so obnoxious. Like why can't Iowa bang out a Sweet Sixteen? No, we have a number two seed, and we get matched up against a six foot six Oregon team that shoots yeah. a three ball like nobody's business. Like yeah. oh my gosh, I wasn't no, gonna I'm bring it up. I'm glad you did. So yeah, that's... yeah, that was, <laughs> I was so I'm just like such a frustrating, such a frustrating yeah. end of the year. Um, you mentioned Max Christie uh, guarding kind of the, the best best player. Is he going to match up on Keegan Murray? He's going to be giving up a couple inches, but is he probably the guy? Hey, y'all, quick pause here. Football might be over for the season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is going to land, betonline.net is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season, and I certainly wouldn't be telling you about a spot that I didn't trust myself. BetOnline.net is where I go for all of my betting needs. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds, right down to the Olympic coverage with the Olympic Games. Obviously, that has ended, but, or ending, I'm actually not even sure. I've been paying too much attention after the snowboarding half pipe final, but BetOnline.net has you covered regardless. So head over to that website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action at BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net, where the game starts. And again, thank you all for making the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast your first listen every single day. You can find the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast for free wherever you get podcasts at and also on YouTube by searching Locked On Hawkeyes. Yeah, I'm sure he's going to have to be. And also, I think they will kind of try to reignite Gabe Brown, too, on defense, get him on there. Because they did this the first time they played Johnny Davis against Wisconsin. They, they threw a ton of people at Johnny Davis. Now, what happened is that Wisconsin was missing uh, another solid player for that game, whose name is, of course, escaping me right now, uh, Tyler Wall. And uh, so they were able to throw a different amount of players at him. But then Tyler Wall came back for the home game at Michigan State. So, okay, Gabe Brown had to cover him. Next, Christy over here. So now that you only get one focal point, though, in Keegan Murray, I, I think you can throw different people at him. Like AJ Hogarth, he's fine again. He'll give up a couple inches. But, yeah, I, I think you'll see the kitchen sink routine um, for him on, on Tuesday night. At least I'm hoping. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Stay tuned. Does it worry you at all that this is going to be an emotional night for Iowa in the sense that we have Luca Garza, we have, uh, th- you know, we have four – 
very well-known Iowa Hawkeyes having their numbers retired. It's going to be a packed house to see Luca Garza, uh, Roy Dev Marble, some other guests coming. Like um, this, it couldn't really come at a worse time. I feel like for Michigan State, does that worry you at all? Yeah, hundred percent, it does. Yeah, uh, I didn't want to hear that at all. Uh, I, I heard that Garza was getting his number retired. I didn't know it was Tuesday. Sweet. It's Tuesday. That's, yeah, that's like crazy. it is like the biggest promotion going on. So, um, yeah, normal Great. normal that's Carver awesome. on a Tuesday night is not going to be packed. Uh, I imagine Carver on Tuesday night is going to be probably the most packed it's been on a Tuesday night in a very long time. Yeah, that's that's just what I want to hear. Fantastic. Uh, they had a tough time on the road in a half-empty uh, Northwestern Arena, whatever they're calling it these days. Uh, they got absolutely clowned by Rutgers at the rack. Uh, so, yeah, to hear that Carver Hawkeye is going to be packed with uh, – okay, like fans that hate Michigan State, I, I feel like there's some extra sauce on the Iowa fan base when the Spartans walk through the building. Um, yes. Yeah. No, it's going to be hor- that. That is just what I want to hear for a team. That's kind of falling apart throughout the rest of the season. You got some players. I'm starting to wonder if they've checked out or not. So that, that is just what the doctor ordered a, a hostile <laughs> environment on the road on a cold winter night on a Tuesday at Iowa, baby. That's, Oh, I'm just jazzed right now. This is great. I, I might not even watch. I might not even watch. I, God. I mean, this episode is just going to be football only. <laughs> I swear to God. I'm done. But I'm having like deja vu because we had the same exact conversation last year. And I'm looking at the schedule. It was uh, – it would have been February 1st because Iowa played Michigan State at home February 2nd. And I remember I went to a Buffalo Wild Wings. I was like, Iowa should win this game. We talked about it like, this is going to yeah. be a, a, a disaster. Luke Garza is going to destroy us. Everyone's going to destroy us. Michigan State is going to look like crap. And Michigan State had Iowa on the ropes the entire freaking game yeah. um, until the very end yeah. where Iowa outscored them, you know, by four points in the fourth quarter to win that game, right? Like, yeah, I have that could be this case too. Iowa's coming off oh, a yeah. weird stretch where they played Michigan on Thursday, uh, which a whole – Disaster with Michigan this today as we're recording the Sunday. Very uh, why? What, what happened? What what happened? No, nothing like no physical altercation happened. Oh, anything, I was right? like, no, dude, no, dude, I'm sure you saw this. I'm like, what? I not it's, been my, it's been my personal <laughs> Christmas today. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's been great. <laughs> like this is the best day ever. Michigan oh, State might great. not be doing well, but Juwan Howard just punched a guy, and yeah, it is all breaking. All hell is falling. Breaking. Michigan State's now. falling apart. My my dog's gone, but you know what? Juwan Howard's throwing hands at assistant coaches. It's today's been a net net positive. So it's, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yep. All good. It's, trying oh, to talk man. myself into, into finer things in life here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you can always find a, a nice positive. Um, but yeah, sure. I, I will play Michigan on Thursday. Lost that. They came out to Ohio State and played, honestly, the most desperate ball game yeah. I've seen them play. I mean, it was – they played like they had no other tomorrow. They had no other option. They had to win that game, which was really fun to see. Emotionally, will there be a letdown? I don't know. I mean, this is this is kind of a trap right. game with Michigan State. Uh, the last game of a three-game series – or three games in six days for Iowa. I mean, this is a, a Michigan State – a team that you could overlook considering kind of the disaster they've had. Maybe Tom Mizzo is able to convince them to kind of actually get up. I, I don't know. Um, it's right. a game where I'm not betting on Iowa to cover. I'll be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I, and totally like, and that's just like kind of just where I wanted to start on the Iowa side of things. And like, well, what is the vibe check over there? Because just like you said, there's a lot of games packed into a short amount of time. You have the Michigan State team, which if I was an Iowa fan, I'd be looking my chops at being like, oh my God, this is a, a wounded animal coming in here. But at the same time, like, this is kind of Michigan State's mo. Once you think that you know them, like they surprise you and turn it around for better or for worse. So, like, what, where, where's where's your vibe check at right now? Are you confident? Are you a little shook? Where are we at, Andrew? Um, I will feel a lot better about this basketball team in either direction after Michigan State. Okay. I 
feel like what – and it's tough because Iowa has been close in a lot of games, right? I mean, this season has been such a weird season. They lost two NBA players. Iowa doesn't produce a lot of NBA players. So losing mm-hmm. two of them in the same season is tough. You lose your backup who was supposed to be the next guy up for Luca Garza going to, to Xavier. Uh, you lose C.J. Frederick, the trader who goes to Kentucky. I mean, um, it is just – it's just not – it was it was a tough, difficult turnaround for Iowa. And yeah. to be – Honestly, into this into this spot makes me happy, right? The fact that they're going to be okay. in a tournament, I'm feeling pretty good overall. Now, game to game, I get very frustrated, right? You go against Purdue, you don't have Keegan Murray, and you only lose by seven. But then you go play Purdue with Keegan Murray, and you are struggling to keep even in that game. Uh, I don't understand that. Penn State, you easily could have won that game. You go to double overtime, you lose on the road. Frustrating. Yeah. Michigan, uh, they they played outstanding. Wisconsin. I felt like I just Iowa couldn't do much against them. Rutgers, we got a crappy Big Ten call um, at the very end. That oh, that was just a ridiculous foul call. But yeah, uh, vibe check. If they beat Michigan State and they beat them by more than ten, I think this is a team that people should be worried about in the NCAA tournament. I, I truly do. Going into this season, I felt like this team had a lower floor than last year's team, but a higher ceiling given the fact that defensively. I felt like that could keep them in games when their offense wasn't hitting. And we've seen them do that at times this year where their defense has kept them in. They did a great job against Ohio state. I think matchups are really going to be a huge factor in this. When you have a key, you have three, six, eight guys who can guard two through five and, you know, dribble the ball. That's pretty darn good. And they can also (laughs) all shoot the three and they can kind of, they have some post-up moves. So, I mean, there's definitely some matchup and and situational or situational things that Iowa could take advantage of against any given team. So um, if they beat Michigan state, I'll feel good. I just haven't, they haven't been able to get up for that next game or continue to keep it up. And that's been kind of frustrating for me. And against Michigan state, this is a letdown spot that I'm really worried about. Yeah, that's been the interesting thing about Iowa too, is just the defensive portion of it. Because I, I you know, when you think defensive juggernauts, I, you know, I, I'm sorry, but I think Iowa would be the 14th team that I would usually name in the conference for, okay, yeah. this is who you can count up for defense. But it looks like, like, it, are things turned around defensively? Is this like just some mirage? And and if so, like how, how has it been done? Is it just all that length and versatility? Hawkeye Nation, this episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket, so save some time and save some money when you use rockauto.com. I personally went there, got two engine air filters. It saved me $50, took me less than five minutes, and it was delivered directly to my door. I don't know why I wouldn't go to rockauto.com for all my auto part needs going forward, and you shouldn't either. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Yeah. Um, well, first, I think it's important to note that according to Ken Palm, they're the 103rd ranked defense in the nation, and they've been still worse than Iowa, that. Though. I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean that's right. it's pretty right. it's pretty decent for the Hawks. I think part of it's that Iowa's defense is never going to be good, right? Okay. When you when you play the kind of basketball they do, which is get the ball and run as fast as you freaking can down the other side of the court, they're always looking for that transition opportunity. That right. is always going to lend yourself to having a little bit more difficulty on the defensive end. It's just 
fact of the matter. Um, in some games, they played pretty well, especially down this this past probably three weeks. They've played really good defense against Penn State. I thought they played pretty good defense. Um, Minnesota, they shut them down. Jordan Bohannon uh, actually looked like he could defend some people pretty consistently, Dang. which was impressive. Right. Uh, Maryland, they scored 87 points, but Iowa also scored 110. I mean, um, the 87 was more a product of Iowa was just getting down the court so much. You know, Maryland was going to have those opportunities. So to me, what I've seen from them is that their defense is has the ceiling higher than last year's defense. There are times where this defense can be a top 30 defense. The problem is the consistency of seeing that and seeing sure. it even from first half to second half. So, um, and, and matchup matchups are um, Michigan is a terrible matchup for us. When you have mm-hmm. Hunter Dickinson and you have their six eleven five star forward, that is not a good matchup for Iowa. Considering we play a six nine uh, undersized, probably a stretch four playing a five in the Big Ten, yeah. not a good idea. Uh, been there. That was Michigan State last year. Yeah, just trying to six nine guy out there and just, <laughs> good luck yeah. out there. Don't get too hurt. Yeah, um, have fun. Don't die. Yeah, <laughs> remember you got five fouls. Let's use them all. Um, yeah. <laughs> So, okay, obviously, you got Keegan Murray. You know, it goes without saying that you might have a few eyeballs on him today. Who outside of him offensively should have uh, MSU fans uh, just shook over here? Is it going to be 39-year-old Jordan Bohannon, or, like, is there someone else that's striking fear in the opponent's heart so far this season? Jordan Bohannon's interesting because he really has – he's only had – I would argue I one breakout game, and that was, I believe, against Maryland, where he scored 30 points and hit 11 or 10 three pointers on 16 attempts. Like, I was like, wow, okay, cool. Nice. You're back, Jordan. Uh, and since then, he's been more of this is consistent. He's gotten 10 to 12 points, hit two or three threes. Um, honestly, he's been actually dribbling the basketball pretty well and attacking the basket in a good way of, of and actually doing a pretty good job there. Um, offensively, though, it would either be Patrick McCaffrey or Chris Murray. Um, if you lock down Keegan, I think you need Patrick or Chris to be the guy. And gotcha. Chris has been up and down all season between his minutes. He's either getting 10 minutes or getting 26 minutes. He'll put in 25 points against Purdue and then play eight minutes against Rutgers and get two minutes so or two points. So he's been very inconsistent with his minutes. Um, Chris is a guy, though, if he gets going, and he, he had a great game this past game um, against Ohio State, he's a guy to watch out for. He's, his game – uh, is very similar to Keegan's, obviously, right? They have the exact same body type. They're they're literally twins. Chris can shoot the ball better, where Keegan is going to attack the basket a bit more. So Chris is a better shooter. Keegan's a bit more of a, a basket attacker. Um, Patrick McCaffrey, uh, when he knows what he's going to do with the basketball, he can be really <laughs> outstanding, important. and he can put together some really amazing things. But sometimes he goes to lane, and I'm like, I don't know if you knew what you were going to do when you got here. Like, I think you're like, oh, let's get here and figure it out second. And then he just doesn't convert around the rim. And I, I had him on the show this summer and I was like, and I, I tried to phrase the question in a proper way. Cause obviously he was being very kind to come on the sure, show and talk about the team. And I was like, one of the things I think you could possibly work on and correct me if I'm wrong here is maybe finishing <laughs> on the basket. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, you know, there's, you know, some things about being tired and I uh, definitely had to work on some of that. And he kind of, you know, didn't really answer the question specifically, so I don't think he agreed with me. But I mean, he doesn't. He's so hot or hot or cold when he gets yeah. within four feet of the basket. I'm like, what is going on here, man? So I think it's one of those two guys is going to be the guy that would really tear you up. Um, obviously, you always have to watch for Jordan Bohannon. If he starts getting that big dick energy and he's hitting, yeah. uh, if he hits two threes early, like watch out. He's going to come down and just start drilling threes from the logo. So, 
that all just seems so real to me too. I could just see it before the under 16 timeout. He's already two for three on three pointers. And like, I'm already just starting to like, reach for the beer and the Kleenex out. box to start sobbing the, the, the night away. So yeah, great. Fantastic. No, I'm, I'm shaking my head when you describe like, uh, you know, just driving to the lane, having no idea what you're going to do when you get to the rim, because you also just explained Gabe Brown's game too, which uh, I, I swear <laughs> to God, it, kicks the ball into the upper deck when he drives more than he converts on layups. So uh, that's life though. You can tell I'm really thrilled about this game. Cannot wait for yeah. it. Ooh, 7 PM. Don't miss this one. Yeah. <laughs> it makes you feel better. If I was losing, I am unable to drink a beer because I decided for some reason to give up alcohol for 75 days. So God, you're better than I am. Wow. Jesus. Okay. I'm oh, only seven wow. days in and it has been actually difficult. So God bless you, man. Wow. Well, hey, yeah. better now than football season, I guess. So that's uh... honestly, that was my, I was like, this is the best time. Like, I'll be in a hospital yeah. for two days. Uh, sure. The birth of my son. Like, I did yeah. it right after a bachelor party where I was basically uh, dead afterwards, right before the first wedding. So I'm like trying to be strategic about this. But uh, right yeah. during March Madness is kind of a rough time. Um, who on the Michigan State? I got to ask this question. Who on Michigan State yeah. should Iowa actually be worried about, though? You talked about Max Christie playing mostly defense. Uh, Joey Hauser doesn't look like he's actually in the starting lineup when I'm looking at Kempom seven. Joey Hauser was like a prize, you know, transfer. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. he just hasn't really done a whole lot. Shooting decently, it looks like, from the three line. Yeah. But uh, who who to watch out for, for Michigan State? You know, that's a fascinating question because, I, you know, since I was so undersized in the paint, I would say Marcus Bingham because, you know, it's been a while since he's had a really favorable matchup like this. However... He doesn't really play a lot, even though he's a senior. He's been here for a while. He's got a pretty polished, you know, post game. He can take it out to like 10 feet, shoot. He thinks he can shoot three pointers. Some games he's right. But yeah, like just since the, the size disparity in the paint fascinates me. But the only thing that like gives me pause is that he's only playing like 15 to 18 minutes a game. Like, I don't know if it's like his cardio thing or if Izzo just doesn't trust him. I, so it's just been the weirdest dynamic this season watching the Marcus Bingham show kind of unfold because to me on paper like this is prime for the picking like he, he should have no reason he doesn't go for like 22 and 11 uh, on Tuesday night but if he's only gonna play like 90 seconds I, how does that happen so outside of that I mean man just being scared whatever point guard decides to show up between Tyson Walker and AJ Hogard now again this is something that I've said on my podcast 4,000 times but our point guards either give you an A-plus game, like, oh, my God, are they going to return next year? Are they going to be a lottery pick? Or you're starting to question how they even found a Division One basketball scholarship. Like, I feel like no, that was the last Rocket Wads. Dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be, yeah, it sounds like it because it was like it, Andrew. And, yeah, so here we are again just trying to find, okay, are we going to have – great point guard play or are we just gonna have terrible point guard play because it i'll tell you it is never just down the middle it's, it's just never an okay game like okay we played average you know if you could just do that every night that'd be great like no it's either like all right, i'm dropping 14 and 11 or i'm just gonna hand the ball to the popcorn vendor i'm gonna throw the ball to the raft like it's just like you know, so see this is why i can't go 75 days without drinking because the point guards. <laughs> as you grab the beer um cheers <laughs> i was i was looking at marcus bingham um can you imagine being a top 100 recruit and not starting or even really playing that much as a senior? Like, how do you find those guys? Honestly, it's impressive because, like, I know, I know, I know, I know. And like, I like, I, I wrestle with it. Like, who gets the fault here? Like, is it is it just for not playing him? Because like, I think he's good, or is it on Marcus for like doing little nuances in every game that gets him benched? Like, I'm sure it's a little mixture of both. But it, listen, it's not like that. We just have this treasure trove of big men behind Bingham. Like we have Julius Marble 
who can visit outer space sometimes during a lot of defensive possessions, especially on a pick and roll game. Or we have Matty Sissoko, who I think should just be in the football building trying to transition to defensive end because basketball ain't working so far for him. So like, I, I'm just, I'm just fascinated with the whole Marcus Bingham thing. And like, it, it's, it's late February of his senior season. I still can't figure out how we've gotten to this point where he's just always in jail. Like he's always in Tom Izzo jail, just playing 15 minutes a night, 18 minutes a night. Like, I don't get it. I, I do not get it. Like, yeah, this is terrible for a locked on Spartans podcast host to hop on here. And, and in February, be like, yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going on with one of our star players or how on earth they're managing his minutes, but like straight up, I don't know. A lot of people don't know. I, I don't even know if Marcus or Izzo knows at, at this point, it's just such a disaster. No, Man, I feel like every time we talk, I always feel really good about Iowa. And then during the game, I'm like, this is not how this was supposed to go. Like this is no. supposed to be a nice, a nice Tuesday evening. Um, all right. If, if Michigan state were to win this game, what needs to happen? Aside from the obvious, like, you know, don't let Bohannon start five for six from three point line before the under 16 timeout or like holding Murray at bay. It's gotta be just holding on to the basketball. And this is something that's plagued Michigan state all season is like, they just love, they love, they love, love to turn the ball. I was a great team at 14 turnovers. That's that's just what I wanted to hear. Honestly, I'm, I'm going to shoot you straight. You don't even have to be a good team at forcing turnovers. Like you, you could just be a team of five mannequins, and MSU will still turn the ball over eight times in the first half. Like there's so many games where they go into locker room seven turnovers, eight turnovers at half, but like the other team doesn't really have to even work for them. Like they maybe had to work for like one or two turnovers. Other times, like okay, this ball's going to go in uh, row four. Uh, I'm just going to just dribble right into a guy and then fall down and then just cough up the ball. Like it's just bewildering. So if they could manage the turnovers, but like, I've been saying that for how many games now, like 20 some games and nothing seems to give. So it's that. And it's also just other things that I'm just kind of like wishfully hoping for, like Gabe Brown finding his shot again. You know, he's been terrible for the last two months, but he had a really good game against Rutgers. Uh, so maybe we find that <laughs> again. Hey, Max Christie, uh, maybe he's uh, on, on growth hormones, or maybe we start juicing him uh, to get his legs back. That, that'd be great. Uh, listen, hey, I'm not saying cheat, but hey, cheat. No one ever gets punished for it these days anymore. So that's <laughs> those are my keys. To the, my keys to the game: don't turn the ball over. Uh, take a lot of uh, steroids and illegal drugs before uh, stepping into. into the I, game. I think those are great keys to the game, man. Yeah. Right, yeah, I'm not going to do any X's at those things. No, it's like just cheap. <laughs> I will say, I will say, Iowa. When I say great at 14 turnovers, they are great for Iowa, right? They're still like 80th in the nation in turnover percentage force, but um, compared enough, to like though. compared yeah. to like 250th and 300, yeah. like they've been in the past couple of years, that's pretty impressive. And they do a really great job. Uh, you'll see them if they start getting hot, they'll start doing a half court trap, and they can really screw a team because they use Patrick McCaffrey. They'll have one of their quicker guards in to push the guy to the sideline. Patrick McCaffrey comes up all limbs and legs, uh, six foot eight, and just jumps up and tries to knock it down. Um, and it is, it's actually been pretty bad against struggling guards. So that'll be really interesting to see if that, if that plays out. Um, I just don't see this game. I mean, if Iowa comes out and blows Michigan state out by 20 points, I'm feeling real good about Iowa going yeah. into the tournament time. Sure. If Iowa le- lets this be a five point game, I'm be pissed off. I'll be actually okay. annoyed about what's happening, but I could see that very much being the case. So, yeah, my only prediction is that Michigan State wins by fifteen or Iowa wins by fifteen. Like, I, that's 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 what I got for you. I just I, I don't know. I have no idea what to expect from this Michigan State team anymore. Like, it's it's driving me insane. But yeah, no, that that's awesome to hear that 
Iowa runs a lot of traps. That's great. All you right. heard it here first, y'all. Iowa locked on Hawkeyes, locked on Spartans. We have no idea what to expect in tonight's matchup between Iowa and Michigan State. And more than likely, we're both going to be unhappy at some point. Um, any any last words for you, Matt? Uh, no. <laughs> I, I've, I, I've never dreaded a game more. Like, the, the, you know, I, I used to look forward to games. And, like, you know, this season, I, I look forward to a lot of games. Now now it's just starting to become an obligation. Like, do I, is this healthy? Like, I, I do I really want to watch the game tonight? Like, yeah, of course I do because I'm a masochist and I, I, I appreciate the pain. So bring it on, baby. That's what I felt about Denver Broncos games, man. I actually stopped watching – some Denver Broncos games this year because I was like, I can't take it. Yeah, I emotionally and unable yeah. to ha- ha- take this game, and especially after like an Iowa loss in football, I'm like, I cannot have two days of being super pissed off during the weekend and then go into work and try Good to pretend you. like I actually want to be there the whole freaking week and be happy, right? Like it just wasn't working for me. So. Yeah. Well, that that's called knowing yourself, and that, that's very healthy. Whereas, like, I'll, I'll still watch the game, but like my posture will be like this the entire time, just like slumped on the couch. <laughs> Just despondent, like not talking to anyone. Like, like wife will come into the room concerned with my son, be like, "Oh God, Dad's doing it again. He's wilting away into the couch." And like, "Yeah, is he gonna know, be son. okay?" No, I'm not gonna be okay. I haven't been okay in years. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, that's it's that. Well, locked on listeners, uh, as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, Andrew had locked on Hawkeyes, Machine had locked on Spartans. Yeah. A lot of dread, misery, and uh, dismay <laughs> on this show. <laughs> I, I hope your Iowa Hawkeye fans appreciated this um, because yeah, one hundred percent, a lot of a lot of bad vibes here on this end of the uh, the camera here. We'll take all <laughs> the bad stuff, vibes yeah. you can send Michigan State's way. Uh, yeah. Thanks y'all for tuning in. <laughs> All right, y'all, that will do it for our show today. We will be back tomorrow breaking down the Iowa Indiana game, also breaking down Iowa versus Michigan State, and talking recruiting. A lot of recruiting news happening over the last couple of days. And lots of news across the Big Ten in general. Lots of stuff to cover on the next couple of days of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. And I want to thank you all for making the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast your first listen every single day. Now, make your second listen to Locked On NFL Draft podcast hosted by Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker. They bring the NFL draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects like Tyler Linderbaum, Dane Belton, and Tyler Goodson, and also NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get podcast app. And that will do it for our show today. As always, Hawkeye Nation, I appreciate you tuning in. I appreciate your listenership and your love and your support. And I apologize for the audio issues on yesterday's episode. That will not happen again. Tune in tomorrow. Have a fantastic Tuesday. And as always, Hawkeye Nation, let's go Hawks.